Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, August 17th. It's six minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us today. You can uh, follow along on YouTube if you'd like. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So the Fulton County District Attorney, Fanny, what you're talking about, Willis, has proposed a date, a start date for the trial of Donald Trump and that start date is March 4th and that date is just less than a week before Georgia's presidential primary election which takes place on March 12th yeah but make no mistake this is not yeah this is not an accident because it gives Trump enough time to get a sizable lead in the Republican primary and then you have this trial if indeed this is the date that is set and then, well, hey, if he's convicted, well, too bad. You're stuck with him, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no doubt. Now, I find it hard to believe based on, because I think the Alvin Bragg trial is like supposed to be in February. If I, maybe I'm just misremembering that, but. That one is scheduled to start on March 25th. Okay, perfect. So just two weeks before. Okay, so there's no no way that they're going to allow that to happen. There's no way you can have a guy go from just ping pong from one trial to the next. And in a weird way, the Bragg one is probably the most easily defeatable. So if you can pick where you're going to go, you'd want to go with that one first because you get some sense of momentum. You win that one. It should be an easy win. Now, who knows, based on the makeup of the, the jury, what will ultimately happen. But... There's no way they, that that would never happen where you just go from one trial to the next. And I mean, unless the defendant really wants that, which obviously Trump does not. So not a coincidence whatsoever that she wants to do this in March of 2024. Yeah. Well, you said he's going to be ping ponging back and forth. Isn't that the plan? Isn't that why they're doing all of these indictments, keeping him locked up and busy? Well, the reality the reality is that Donald Trump's best chance to not go to prison, and I don't say this as someone thinking, oh my gosh, you should totally throw the book at him, is to win the presidency because there are too many cases that all you have to do is get one of a, a bad jury or a bad lawyer arguing poorly or whatever in one of these cases. I mean, I would like to, again, make a statement that should just alarm everyone in the populace. Uh, Donald Trump has now been charged with more things than John Wayne Gacy, mm. Ted Bundy, BTK, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like where... Richard Ramirez, let's throw him in there for fun too. Yeah. Is Donald Trump more of a threat to society than Richard Ramirez, BTK, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, if you're Joe Biden, you probably think so. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just put that in perspective of what is going on here. You are acting like the guy is some sort of international terrorist who has been scheming and scamming for years. He's like a 24 character, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the like is imminent threat to society and it's just wholly ridiculous. And really for the best thing for Trump would be to get 
a win in this first trial, if indeed that is the Alvin Bragg trial, and build some momentum off of that because it's very likely he can he can push the rest of them if he desires past the election. Uh, man, I mean, it's just the total weaponization of the government against people for political reasons, and it's really scary. Okay, so a new Rasmussen poll just came out, and it's saying that 60% of Republicans are favoring Trump. So he, he, he's he got the lead handedly. Oh, yeah. he's. He, I mean, it's his to lose, and I'm not sure at any that there's anything he could do at this point that would make him lose, up to and including a conviction. I mean, if one of these cases goes before the election and he gets convicted, I'm, I, you know, I don't think there's anything you're going to do because people look at this and they're just like, of all the shady, Casey, Hmm. of all the shady, underhanded people who have held the office of the presidency Hmm. from both political parties, Mm -hmm. from the inception of this country, Hmm. I mean, you have had some really maniacal, awful people at the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue. 1600 Pennsylvania I mean, like I'm trying to say it out loud and it's just it is I'm blowing my own mind by saying this out loud that Donald Trump is where we drew the line yeah that's yeah that's what they're doing so if if you've got Donald Trump being indicted and he's spending a lot of time working on these trials and you've got Ron DeSantis struggling who who who's stepping up is it Tim Scott is that who we're looking at next well, I don't think it matters. I think it's going to be Trump. It doesn't matter if Trump's convicted or whatever. He's got, I mean, he's going to be... Yeah, look, what what argument are you going to make at this point, Casey, that somebody who is a Trump voter is going to go, well, you got me on that one? Yeah. Oh, no, they're not changing their mind. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's just nothing. Like, it's going to be Trump unless there's just some totally unforeseen thing that happens, which with Trump, who you know, who knows? You never know. <laughs> but it's going to be... Donald Trump against Joe Biden, and we're going to see how gullible and stupid the American people are, and we're going to find out November of next year. Okay, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's blasting the governor of Georgia. Large Marge, yeah, I love it. Large Marge, she's blasting I knew Brian. Kevin was going to laugh at that uh, for for standing with the district attorney Fanny, which you're talking about, Willis, uh, against Donald Trump. You know, she, she she's not on board with it. She's saying that he should be Kemp should be on Trump's side. Well, you know, Large Marge has an attraction to two people. It's Kevin McCarthy and Donald <laughs> right. Trump. And uh, Large Marge loves herself some Donald Trump. And it's great. And she's right. And she makes a good point here with this one by saying, hey, look, Mr. Governor of Georgia, who, you know, he acts like he's all appalled by the behavior. This is the same guy who ran an ad saying he's got a big truck and he's going to round up the illegals. So let's not act like, oh, my gosh, what abhorrent behavior from someone seeking public office. But you've got th- this guy, Kemp, tweeting out about Trump and refuting Trump when you've got we played the clip yesterday. It was one of five minutes. We stopped it at one because I was worried we were going to end up in a post office wanted for crimes against humanity if we played five minutes of Stacey Abrams voice of Stacey Abrams saying the exact Mm -hmm. same thing Trump is saying. The election was stolen. You're entitled to say that in this country. You are entitled to believe and seek all recourse possible if you're a candidate for public office that you were aggrieved during the election process. That is not a crime. You know what is awful is prosecuting someone for political purposes and then fundraising off off it, which is what, Fanny, what you're talking about, Willis, is doing. (laughs) Okay, so now it's being rumored, though, that Large Marge, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is trying to vie for a VP position. She was asked, you know... Boy, that would be a disaster, Would you be in his cabinet? And she was like, "Ah, 
It would be an honor <laughs> to be on a national ticket with Donald Trump. Oh my gosh. She would be a disaster. She would be like the worst person he could possibly pick. I mean, if Trump is indeed the nominee, he's got to put somebody out there that one make gives him something electoral wise right like you know one of these swing states that is up for play and or somebody who can go into those swing states and and deliver for him i mean it's a real it's a real challenge to be the running mate of donald trump because mm-hmm. you're not only trying to win votes but you're also playing defense a lot on and i'm not even talking about these bullcrap indictments i'm talking about trump just says and does stuff that is just totally well that wasn't in the script and then it totally deflects from the message you're trying to get out in whatever state you're in so that is uh that is what we would call a high stress job casey to be donald trump's well, running she mate. has she has continued to be loyal to donald trump um yet she she may be more polarizing than he is well there so here's the difference there is a part of trump did you know I interviewed the president one time, it was Casey? A great, it was a great dream. He called it a great dream. Mm-hmm. He said he wished every interview could be just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is incredibly charming and charismatic. Like, there is a part of Trump, and you see it in the rallies, too, where, like, he'll say things, and you, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. This guy would be fun to watch a ball game with. There's nothing about Marjorie Taylor Greene that you're like, wow, what an endearing person. Boy, she'd just be a blast to pound some brews with and <laughs> talk about the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. And Trump's got to pick somebody that is in, endearing to kind of balance him. Soften it. Yeah, it balance yeah. him out. Uh, you know who is endearing? And we were just talking about him yesterday is uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana. Yes. And <laughs> yes. I was just commenting that, uh, you know, he says stuff that's entertaining and we need to hear from him again. And lo and behold, he said something entertaining. It's President Trump has been indicted four times in the last five months. It's it's surreal. Politically, it's it's sort of like a zombie apocalypse. I, I mean, we're not talking about a DoorDash driver here. Uh, he's a former president of the United States, and he is a current active candidate for president of the United States, running against a party um, whose four prosecutors have indicted him. And regardless of what you think about President Trump, um, this is unprecedented. Uh, uh, It's going to really test our political system. I mean, this is the sort of thing that happens in countries (laughs) whose uh, whose Powerball jackpots is our jackpot is uh, 387 chickens and a goat. I mean, we, we, we don't do that in America. Now, having said that, this is the first time, but I can assure you it won't be the last. There are thousands of prosecutors out there in America, Republican and Democrat, very ambitious. And now that the glass has been broken, I worry about what that means for the rule of law in our system. I love it when he throws out his Southern charm, even in the worst of times. He says uh, this happens in countries where Powerball jackpot is 387 chickens and a goat. You know what? There are a lot of people right now with the way inflation is and the price of groceries. 
that they would sell tickets for a Powerball jackpot, even if it was chickens and a goat. All right. Uh, Abdul is going to join us next. We've got Todd Rokito once again being one of the most unlikable people walking the face of the earth. We've got all this drama with the lieutenant governor pick. Uh, we've got uh, this Caitlin Bernard mm-hmm. backtracking that's going on. So much to get to with Abdul. It's coming up next with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And oh, look who it is. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He's a general pain in the ass of the, well, anybody he comes in contact with. The one and only Abdullah Keeps Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Always good to be here, my friend. All right, so let's start with Rokita. He's back in Theodore. the news again, boy. He is, man, you want to look up unlikable in the dictionary. There's a picture of Todd Rokita. He is now uh, making life very difficult for the CBD people. What's going on? Uh, yes, back in January, the Attorney General issued an opinion, uh, basically uh, saying that uh, CBD, THC, uh, that vape or edibles is illegal here in Indiana. His logic and rationale, and this takes a, a little bit of explaining to do, he's saying that, that because uh, marijuana is a Schedule One drug, controlled substance, then the THC is also a controlled substance, so you can't include THC in your edibles, vapes, or whatever, and so what's been happening is a bunch of uh, some county prosecutors, particularly in rural counties that aren't crazy about, you know, THC or CBD or any of that stuff have been basically going to vape shops like, Hey, you got to close down because this is a controlled substance. And I've got this opinion from the attorney general to, to say that. Wait, wait, so, wait I have a question. So I just have a question. So the CBD stuff has been legal for, and the hemp now for many, many years in Indiana, the world has not come to an end. People have not turned into zombies on the sidewalks. <laughs> Nobody's really angry about this. I bought some yesterday. And yet you have Rokita and these prosecutors like, we must find ways to shut CBD down. In a nutshell, yes. Now, in the hierarchy of, of, of what's called uh, controlling legal authority, but this is a, this is legal. There are two types of legal authority. There's control Controlling and persuasive. Persuasive is like, hey, here's what our friends did next door. You're on. You should follow this. Controlling legal authority basically says, hey, you're going to have a choice. You have to follow X, Y, Z. An attorney general's opinion is not controlling legal authority. It's called persuasive because state law trumps, pardon the expression, an attorney general's ah. opinion. Now, attorney general's opinion is an interpretation of the law, and you can use that and present it in court, but it is not controlling legal authority. So an example of this would be when uh, Holcomb, high tax, came out in 2020 and said, uh, I am instituting a criminal penalty via executive order for not wearing a mask. And Curtis Hill said, nah, that state law doesn't say that. Holcomb pulled the that criminal component out of the executive order, but he didn't have to because Curtis Hill is not, while well, he was the chief in law enforcement, enforcement officer is not the law he is not the court it would take a court to decide whether a governor in this case could have done that holcomb just did it voluntarily yeah exactly and and, and that's and that's what it is we, we got the same situation here it is it is it is, it is theodore rakita uh basically you know, being mr you know pain in the ass cultural warrior <laughs> is delta eight in the same boat is all the cbd yeah delta eight delta nine delta okay. ten the whole the whole all the whole delta but uh, that's a natural product so is he going to start outlawing dandelions next well what, what he's arguing is is that it's like uh, it's like meth it, it, it is called cough medicine is perfectly legal, mm-hmm. but the derivative of that cough medicine is meth, which is illegal. And so while hemp is legal uh, under the farm bill, what the attorney general is saying is that it is a, is a derivative of hemp and that is a controlled legal substance. That is a controlled substance. Now, please note, 
the federal government has all but decriminalized marijuana because in every uh, budget authorization bill, there's a little line in there that says you can't use federal money for marijuana possession prosecution. There's a little line in there. So the federal government's decriminalized it. It's around us in all other states. Uh, Doug Carter, uh, when Illinois uh, legalized marijuana years ago, I remember sitting down with Doug in the studio and asking, like, hey, Doug, are you guys going to set up roadblocks along I-65 yeah. and I-74? Because I got my dispensary in Danville, Illinois, and I'd like to like to get to on occasion. And he's like, no, Bill, we're not going to be. Like, I-70 is a big drug corridor, number one. Number two, unless you're, you know, unless you give us a reason to pull you over, yeah, because you're swerving or broken taillights, we got other things. Yeah, to but worry isn't about. Doug sure. Carter the guy that wanted a Rikita to give this opinion? Uh, Doug Carter requested the opinion, also the of Indiana Prosecuting Attorneys Council. Of course, so, so it those, was Doug so those Carter. are my next few people to chat with. Okay, so uh, duels, our guests are talking about this new, uh, not ruling, but uh, and, and by the way, the, the Hemp Council people have filed a lawsuit. Uh, they filed a lawsuit this week. To, to put an injunction on the attorney on enforcement of the attorney general's opinion. Yeah, okay, opinion. That's what I was asking for because it's not a ruling. He right. had, uh, but uh, but if so, let's say the cops show up at your business and you're a CBD person. Can't you just say, well, the state law says I can do it, and Rakita's not the state law, so kiss off, Mister Prosecutor Man. You're probably better off complying with the law right now, <laughs> and so then, they can, so and they then, can, then going to court later on. So wait, wait. So again, so the state law special law is very clear what the state law says. There's no well the interpretation of blah blah blah. The state law is very clear. You can do this, and you've started a business around this bank loans. You know all the paperwork, all the employees, and you just gotta shut down now. Or not necessarily shut down, but at least remove the remove the product. I from thought the we were a state Take it that off works. the shelves. Yeah. I thought we were a state that works. I thought we were business friendly around here. Well, someone forgot to mention that to, to the attorney general's office. So, so, so the question is going to be, uh, hey, what happens with the lawsuit? Uh, I can tell you for a fact, it's not going to happen here in Marion County because. But uh, IMBD said we have other, we have other, we have bigger fish to fry. Sure. Mayor said we got bigger fish to fry. Uh, in Hancock County, one one vape shop uh, had to sort of get their product off the shelf. And in, in, in Hancock County, I'm not sure about. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen in Hamilton uh, or Hendricks. Maybe Johnson. This is stupid, isn't it? I mean, this is stupid that we're wasting our time on this. But it gives us stuff to talk about. Well, it's good. I mean, I guess it's good for us, but I'd rather... Uh, look, I am willing to put myself, uh, uh, the radio content of this show, down a little bit if it means protecting people's businesses. I mean, this is ridiculous. Abdul's our guest. Well, it's not only people's businesses, Robs, but we're talking about people who suffer with uh, inflammatory issues. People take it for sleep, for anxiety, restless leg syndrome, a host of things. Seizures, it's not an addictive product, either. Either. And he's acting like it's it, it's heroin and it's yes, not heroin. It's not. Yeah, that's. I mean, th- this is just why people hate government. And well, plus, there's a vape shop literally right around the corner for where me and the lovely Mrs. Shabazz live. Those people closed down. We're going to have some issues. Well, <laughs> I just. I mean, it's just just classic why people hate the government. It is. It, 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 look, you say it, white people or white I mean, people? Just, <laughs> why? Why? W H Y. Abdul's our guest. Uh, real quick, I did want to ask you. Holcomb it came out uh, caved on the uh, Dell. Delegates picking the lieutenant governor came out yesterday and said he supports the delegates picking lieutenant governor. Everybody knows Hupfer and Holcomb absolutely 100% do not want Micah Beckwith to be the lieutenant governor. So what's going on here where they have they have cleared the pathway now for Beckwith to have his best shot to be lieutenant governor? Those, those guys are scamming and scheming on something, right? Um, yes and no. Let's put it that way. How's that for nice loyalty? Very answer? good. Here, thank here, you. Here's my theory. Uh, because the convention will be held uh, in Indianapolis next year, uh, in essentially as opposed to Fort Wayne or Evansville, uh, you have a lot more uh, sort of uh, Holcomb-esque friendly delegates, so to speak. And so you sort of let the natural process sort of <clears throat> sort of take, it, take its course. You don't have to necessarily play with the rules uh, because it says the game is already sort of set 
upset for you. But then again, uh, also anything can happen. Now, one name I, I am hearing, uh, and I put this in the, um, the, the cheat sheet that was just out yesterday, uh, is Noblesville Mayor Chris Jensen oh, is possibly geez. a lieutenant gubernatorial candidate. Of course, right? Well, really? I mean, if you were to if you were to find a big government Republican who loves to spend public money to help rich people get richer, Chris Jensen would be the would be the picture there in the Webster's Dictionary. Hey, so Je- hey Jensen's my guy. Well, we, we've had Jensen on the show. He's not enough guy, but he's just a complete moron when it comes to running cities and the roles of government. Hi, Chris. We know you're a listener. Casey, why, go is, ahead. why is he doing that? Is it because Micah Beckwith led the way? And he's like, well, if he can do it, I want to do it? Well, no. His, his name has been kind of thrown around for for a while, okay. I mean, I mean well, there's, there's, there's another there's another story with the Pence thing, which gets complicated in the weeds. That's also in the cheat sheet. Yeah, and he's a nice enough guy, but I mean, he is uh, d- like the one of the absolute last people I would want being lieutenant governor. But he endorsed Suzanne, so that makes sense. That if it's Suzanne Crouch is the nominee, that she's going to pick somebody that she's. Oh, she with. already picked Pence. Well, no, well, no, but actually, no, actually, actually, no, she did this in the cheat sheet. It's it's a long drawn out story. Uh, real, real quick though, uh, look, they thought this was going to happen with Diego too, right? They thought, well, you know, he's so unlikable and he's got this track record where the paperwork says he was fired from the office and was about to be fired again and the work history and I mean just a laundry list of incompetency from Diego and he beat Holly Sullivan at the convention like a drum. Yeah, but Holly Sullivan also was not the best candidate in the world either. So there's also that. Uh, I remember I was speaking at the Morgan County Lincoln Day dinner. Uh, Diego was there. Holly Sullivan was there. Diego was working the room doing that Mike Pence, you know, cover gloves, handed passing out food and at the, the at the serving table where Holly just basically sat there in her chair. All right. So uh, anything else we need to be aware of before we bid you adieu into the great ether? Yes, Casey. Can I just ahead. say, why is Holcomb even weighing in on this? I mean, it's not going to affect him at all. Uh, probably uh, he was at the state archive uh, dedication, so it was probably just a question that uh, uh, in the media scrum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For once, I think it wasn't his fault, but we all know he's scheming about something. I mean, they have those <laughs> those jokers. Those jokers have something up their sleeve. Hey, what's coming up Saturday on Abdul at Large? Uh, we'll be talking to uh, the vape folks who follow uh, a vape owner, uh, the guy who owns uh, any any e cigs, uh, about the lawsuit uh, against the attorney general. Also, we'll be talking to Dr. Uh, Katie Jenner uh, about uh, I read and school starting, and also our friends at Indie Popcon. We'll be talking to them. Very good. The one and only. He's a broadcaster. He's an author, a provocateur, general, all-around decent human being. Abdullah Keeps Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. You're listening to Kettle and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is time to hear from you with your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever you'd like to contribute. We turn the program over to you at 317-684-8444. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right. Yesterday we had a little segment where we talked about, and I had forgotten this woman was even a person. Like she was just. <laughs> you, had, you had moved on I already. Mean, like I had totally forgotten that she was a thing at one point she did not forget about no you. boy she cannot quit me and look i mean have you seen me how could you possibly blame her uh, on-demand abortion advocate destiny wells and you of course remember her she is the person who ran such a bad campaign she got beat by 14 points by diego morales who is arguably in the 207 year history of the state mm-hmm. the biggest buffoon mm-hmm slash huckster, fraudster, whatever, to seek public office. And she was so offensive to the voters that she got beat by 14 points. Yeah. Uh, And a big part of that was because she came out as an on-demand 
abortion advocate. Which is weird to have that as your platform when you're running for Secretary of State, which has nothing to do with that at all. Absolutely, but she is really in. I mean, Destiny Wells is really in, and she was tweeting about it yesterday. I saw where she, I mean, she is all in on you being able to suck the brains out of a defenseless fetus from conception to live birth. I Mm -hmm. mean, she is down to clown on that. Boy, I bet she's wild to hang out with at parties. Like, (laughs) what would you talk about? I mean, yikes! Anyway, so uh, I had had a little run in with her and it's rare Casey like I tried to take the high road because I was told our dear friend the Sanchez mm-hmm. Phil Sanchez yeah. said hey we, we want you to come on to my uh, very fabulous unfiltered segment on Wish TV that Phil Sanchez he's like Woody Woodpecker he's a pot stirrer <laughs> he put the two of you on a panel together intentionally he knew this and I told Phil you know it's your show and uh, you know if you want me to get in the mud I'll get in the mud but if otherwise I think this is just like a it's a three minute segment where everybody kind of gives their opinion and moves on and you know me I can button up and be professional with the best of them I said I, I shall refer from calling her an on-demand abortion advocate and boy we were about three seconds into the pleasantries and she made it very clear she was miserable she had to be there with me and she specifically asked what is it you call me yeah and i asked phil i said i pledged you i wasn't gonna tell her that but can i and he said well sure go right on ahead she asked and so i told her what i called her and it was straight downhill from uh from there yeah um so we uh you know kind of told that story yesterday and we had a couple laughs and chuckles about what a just a horrible person you have to be running for public office to lose to Diego Morales by 14 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, yikes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we had just chuckles about that. And she was really mad, though. And this is what really blew my mind, Casey, um, is it seemed that she was very hung up for 11 months now, 11-ish months, because let's see, the election ended in November so that would be about nine, ten ish, and then I think we gave her the nickname in October. Yeah, and so basically for ten or eleven months, I mean, she has been, been seething, stewing, seething over being called an on-demand abortion advocate, which mm-hmm. is crazy because she's very adamant that she is for abortion. With I mean, I've never seen her put a single solitary limit on the abortion Destiny Wells is for or support or so why would you be mad mm-hmm. what would you call that that's the that's what she is right, right? and she's very and, angry she even said it herself that she, she was talking about you yes. someone is obsessing about me and my abortion advocacy that's yeah. what she tweeted out in her picture okay you want you want to talk about it? Let's fine. I don't. Care I don't know. Anybody. There's a, there's an ick factor there. Well, there is, okay. And this let's be fair. I told Casey that I would leave it up to her if we wanted to talk about this because I wasn't the only one who thought so. Multiple people yes. have said to both of us, Do, unsolicited. Yes. If you're talking about abortion advocacy, yeah. Do you want to put a picture of a child in with that? It just. There's it's it's weird. Yeah, There's it's, a nick factor to that. Yeah, it's a total disconnection with reality and the world around you. So, do you want to read the the tweet again? Just we want to make sure we get this right. We don't want to be accused of misquoting anyone. So, this is a okay. photo. This is a photo of on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells who embarrassingly lost to arguably the biggest buffoon to ever seek statewide public office, Diego Morales, by 14 points. That's how unlikable she was to the voters of the state. She tweets at me, right? Mm -hmm. And the photo is a selfie of her and her child. Yep. 
Okay, read and then read the tweet. She, and this, she put this out at I believe nine twenty three. So she was she was rage morning. listening. Yeah, she when was she listening to us because yes. we didn't even mention her name. No, we never said her name. No. Uh, and she said, "Here, someone is obsessing about me and my abortion advocacy in the radio again this morning." Rob M. Kendall can't tune in, listening to more substantive things like Baby Shark. Oh, can't tune in. Like so, we are led to believe that. Uh, never saying her name people were flooding destiny wells with various text messages so there's a man i guess we've got a bunch of hardcore liberals that listen to this we are so damn entertaining mm-hmm, casey mm-hmm. that we not only have the people who obsess listen down at the state house yeah we got a bunch of hardcore leftist lunatics who hang out with destiny wells so, so who we're, hate listen to. we're led to believe between 9 and 9 23 yeah. mm-hmm. when we teased it we mentioned it that you were on tv with somebody and we never mentioned her name right that's correct so we're led to believe that uh, a gaggle of people called her and said they're talking about you on the radio yes that's what that's that's her story okay but it is super creepy to make an abortion post which i think people would interpret that as a pro-abortion post well she said abortion advocacy yeah okay so yes yes and have a photo of your child yeah in the background. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're not being, because you know me, I'm a radical right winger, totally outside the mainstream, but you, you are the reasonable one and you are a mother mm-hmm. and you are saying as a mother, that is super weird. I, I, I did. I just, I, it left me with a weird feeling. Hard to believe the mm-hmm. election didn't go better. And by the way, Destiny can say whatever she wants now. They were begging to be on this show when they thought it would be beneficial for them. Remember that whole thing where they sent me a text message and Mm -hmm. I was like, lose my number. This is not how we go about in professional society booking interviews. Because they thought, so here's what they thought. They thought Rob hates Diego so much Mm -hmm. that Rob will support or back anything that is against Diego. When in reality, the great thing about being Rob Kendall, Casey, (laughs) is I get to hate everyone equally. I don't have any allegiances. I don't have any, just because I dislike this person, I have to like you. I can dislike you both equally for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Diego, because he's a schemer and a scammer and a shyster and a, a total buffoon. And you, I dislike you because you are for sucking the brains at a defenseless fetus. Not me, not no, me. No, not you, but Destiny Wells. Yeah. On demand with no restrictions whatsoever. That is the great thing about being me, Casey. So she thought because uh, you thought that Diego was a huckster that you would go to her side. Yeah, and that is not how that that worked out. All right, uh, we did all of this to be said. We've taken up this whole segment. Oh, we did get a phone call about this. Just wanted to say thank you for the literal crucifixion you applied to the female know-it-all attorney last night on Wish TV 8. It's refreshing someone... Young and bold like you can think on their feet and slap down this political nonsense with one hand tied behind your back. Keep it up. Thanks. Did you have one hand tied behind your back? Uh, you'd have to go look at the video. I think I had, I may have had both hands on the microphone, okay. which is my general MO. Yeah. Man, we only got to one voicemail and we got some good ones. So maybe next next hour. Yeah. We'll have to get to some more of these. We'll get some more in. But Hammer has so much to talk about. He's got a merch store now. I know. This is awesome. Britney Spears is getting divorced. Oh, boy. We got to get his take on this. Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. (laughs) 
minutes away from 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer joins us in the studio. You guys did something really, really cool yesterday. I was so excited for you. Retweeted it. You've got merch now. Yes. Hammer and Nigel merchandise. The merch store is available. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first round. We will have multiple rounds. We're going to be adding stuff oh, all the time. Exciting. So if you go to store.hammerandnigel.com, don't put the www's in there for whatever reason. It screws it up. Just store.hammerandnigel.com. It's on our Facebook and Twitter. You can find it. We've got T-shirts. We've got V-necks. We've got hoodies, Pilsner glasses. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, will, man, will, we're excited. Will we be bringing back the This Guy Pees Sitting Down shirt? In due time. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that Thank will you. come. And also, um, here in the coming weeks, we may be adding merch for our fellow WIBC oh, uh, staff members. Okay. Oh, that's so exciting. So, keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, buy your stuff right now. And if you see somebody out wearing a Hammer and Nigel baseball hat or a t-shirt, just acknowledge it. Hey, I love the shirt. Yeah. Because that way, they'll know they listen to the station yeah, and listen to the show. So, that was one big announcement yesterday. Yeah. Number two... And Rob, I think you'll like this. You know how the NBA has announced they're going to be doing an in-season tournament this year? Oh, yeah. It sounds crazy. I don't understand any of it, but I know it's going on. So the NBA has said they're going to be doing an in-season tournament. Well, the Hammer and Nigel show is going to be doing an in-season <laughs> tournament as well. To coincide with that, in November, an in-season edition of Biden Madness. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> this year, Biden Madness 3, Biden versus Kamala. Oh, boy. So every day, we will have a Joe Biden clip going head to head with some nonsense from Kamala Harris. It. Yeah, I love it. And we'll do that through the month of November until one clip remains. And you have so much content to choose from. You get a new, uh, you know, option every single day from both of them. Yeah, from both exactly. Of them. And, and you know, we'll always be nostalgic on this show for Biden Madness because we carried Velvet to right. the one shining moment. Happy birthday, Velvet, <laughs> to the most recent championship. Yeah. So the in-season tournament edition is coming in November. Now let's get down to business. We came into this break with Britney Spears yeah. music. Mm-hmm. She's now on the market. Yeah. yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. I know. This is it. Now, I talked to my wife last night, and I've got permission to pursue this. Oh, she, uh, She's in that? your hall pass? You she got a hall is. pass for this? And again, not because she is the most gorgeous, perfect yeah. woman in the world. It's just like a personal matter. Yeah. yeah. For like young me, mm-hmm. this would mean more than pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. So the coupon lady was like, I don't care. Do whatever. So... To me, that's a yes. <laughs> so, with Brittany now available, that crazy train wreck kooky chick is now on the market. Uh-huh. Casey, Rob, Kevin, you're a single guy. Uh, your daughter's in the studio. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to better myself <laughs> to pitch woo to Brittany? Here. Kevin, hit the music here. We're going to pretty me up a little bit here. Oh, boy. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to try to slide into her DMs. (laughs) What do I need to do? I got a haircut. You did get a haircut. Yeah, you're looking good. I'm losing weight. Yeah. Here's the thing, Hammer. Daily Mail had an expose on every boyfriend she's ever had. And I think the thing that's working against you, you're too normal. Yes, you're You're right. You're too mainstream, normal, good, decent person. You're going to have to really up your scumbag (laughs) behavior. Now, I can do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Tattoos? I have no tattoos. You showered today, right? That's a problem. And I have a job. I have multiple yeah. jobs. I mean, look at this. Fred Durst? 
Jared Leto, <laughs> Colin Farrell, K-Fed, Columbus Short. I don't even know who the hell that is. Those are all in the same year. Jason Alexander. I thought this was the guy from Seinfeld, but it wasn't. I would have loved it if she would have got drunk and married George Costanza. <laughs> well, with her, uh, J.R. Rodham. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. Uh, I mean, you, Isaac Cohen. These are not Brad Pitt. You have a shot with this. So, Casey, if yeah. my angle is... Mm-hmm. I can fix you. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you are. Uh-huh. Not by that much. Uh-huh. We're around the same age. Yeah, she's 41. Okay, so I'm 45. Uh, this is doable here. Yeah. If my angle is, you need to try something different, I can fix you. Yeah. Do you think she'll buy that crap? I think what really <laughs> has to happen here, uh, You said, how can we pretty you up? I'm just going to offer in that you know, women like a man who smells good. So that might help. I but, smell like a million damn dollars. Well, but here's the thing. I think you're too good for her. She needs to work on herself to get you, Hammer. Uh, yeah, you know what, though? I'm not trying to marry her at this point. <laughs> so, Well, you would be number four if you were. Okay, true. Are, are you ready for some more names on this list? <laughs> I mean, I want to give you hope and optimism with this. Howie Day. Who the hell is Howie Day? Howie Day was a one-hit wonder, yeah. yeah. Adnan Galib. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Jason Trowick, uh, David Lucado, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Ebersol. Oh, he's not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Sam Asgari. I mean, oh, that's the that's guy she's the, with that, the, right. now. These are not household. Federline was the guy she had the kids with. Mm-hmm. There's no past Timberlake, and you know, Colin Farrell was kind of a big name there for a while. There's no. Brad Pitt on this list here, Hammer. I mean, the, you might be in the ballpark. Deep down inside, she's a country hillbilly from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I feel like I could talk some SEC football with her. You know, you know, there's some Tennessee roots that coming <laughs> coming out of my end. Mm-hmm. I think I got a puncher's chance in this. Like, what do I need to wear? Uh, what's my opening line? Because traditionally, back in my single days, my opening line to girls in a bar uh-huh. was stolen from Tim Meadows, the ladies' man. Uh-huh. Hey, sweet thing, can I buy you a fish sandwich? <laughs> and if that, that may work for her. And if that doesn't work, I bring up the time that I blew the whistle of the song Paradise City. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a total lie, but it's a great conversation starter. All right, I think who, you need some tattoos. I think you need to get grittier to get her. Okay, you're a betting man. Yes. So what, uh, let's set some odds here. <laughs> who would be the odds on favorite for Britney to end up with next? Hammer uh-huh. or that Anthony Oliver guy who wrote the <laughs> Rich Men North of Richmond uh-huh, song. Uh-huh. Oh, does she like guys with beards? Well, I mean, I'm saying, you know, as she said, I she, can't grow a beard. It comes in all white, trashy, like Joe Dirt. It'd be perfect for her. Have you seen these guys on this list? This guy says that he's going to release some very embarrassing information about Britney if they don't renegotiate the prenup. What could he release that we haven't already seen? That reminds me of that scene at Bad Santa where Billy Bob Thornton sitting in the restaurant. If you think you can make my life any worse, lady, go ahead and be my guest. What's coming up this afternoon? You, Rob Kendall, off the rails, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.